Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by Bevo. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and pretty excited to be debuting a new segment for Fridays called What You Miss with Matt Sims. So that will be coming a little bit later. Matt was on the podcast last week. He is the co-host of the Sims Complete podcast on the Believe Network, and he was so fantastic. I want him to come back every week. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But before we do, I want to give you guys a preview of Monday Night Football against the Vikings and give you some updates from 49ers HQ. So recording this on Thursday, which was the 49ers first day of practice this week, first day of media availability. And I have injury updates for you. Christian McCaffrey with his oblique, Debo Samuel's shoulder, Trent Williams in his ankle, Dre Greenlaw and his hamstring, and Aaron Banks all did not practice on Thursday. Kyle Shanahan was coy, but said that all of them are day-to-day. Isaiah Oliver also, he was limited, so keep an eye on that. I do think that the extra day, having Monday night football, night game, extra day, helps the 49ers along, but we'll keep an eye on that throughout the week to see what everybody's availability is. My assumption is, this is total assumption, is we really won't know up until close to game time, but that's where we are right now. It does feel like the 49ers escaped any major injuries for any of those guys to keep them out too terribly long, but we'll see what happens as the week progresses. So, few things to look at in this game. Let's start with the Vikings offense. Without Justin Jefferson, they do not have a huge offense, don't have huge offensive power. Kirk Cousins' favorite target after Jefferson is tight end TJ Hawkinson. This is good for San Francisco. The 49ers have been really good against tight ends this season. Niners, of course, coming off that loss to the Browns in week six. It was a tough loss. Nobody played well, as I've said earlier, and as I'll say again with Matt, I do think the loss was good for them, but I will say the energy in the locker room was good. Nick Bosa made an interesting comment. He said, you know, it's been a while since we've had to come in after a loss. You kind of, He said, he kind, we kind of dreaded it, having to go through team meetings, and Fred Warner said the same thing. It's just going through film. Everything you did wrong with very little having been done right, but that is what happened. It's week six. Well, now we're going to week seven. It was a week six loss. Onward and upward they go and they get ready for the Vikings. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So back to said Vikings. They have not had much of a run game. And this is interesting to keep an eye on because with Dre Greenlaw not practicing with the hamstring injury, he was out in Sunday's game. The 49ers were not good against the run. 
this past Sunday. Drake Greenlaw is a pretty big injury and one to keep in mind. As big as those offensive injuries are, having a no Drake Greenlaw makes a huge difference to the 49ers run defense. So that is one to keep a very close eye on. But as I said, they're going up against a Vikings team that has not been able to get much going in the run game. They're also going up against a Vikings team that has 13 turnovers on the season, only four of them interceptions. So that means there have been nine fumbles. That is also good for the 49ers run defense. And generally, the 49ers have 10 turnovers this season on defense. That's a huge amount. And we will see if they'll continue to do that. I think if they can bring pressure to Kirk Cousins, who's limited in who he can throw to, they can probably pressure him into an interception or two. But that being said, a strength on the Vikings is their offensive line. So it may not be as easy as that may sound. Not that it sounds easy, but you know what you know what I'm saying. Meanwhile, on defense. The Vikings like to blitz a lot, and they like to get everybody involved in the blitz. Good news for the 49ers, quarterback Brock Purdy has done pretty well against the blitz this season. He's had plenty of time to throw the ball, so that is an area where they should be prepared. Also good news for the 49ers is that this Vikings defense is not the Cleveland Browns defense. Brian Flores is going to throw everything he can at this 49ers offense. Of that, there's absolutely no doubt. But again, this Vikings defense is not the Browns' defense. This should be a pretty good bounce-back game for the 49ers. Now, let's talk 49ers' offense. With If those playmakers aren't available or are more limited, then we're going to have to see some other guys step up. You know, it's interesting. Brandon Ayuk and Brock Purdy have been so in sync this season in so many games. They were just off on Sunday. They, they were having trouble connecting. It just, I mean, everybody was off, and Brock Purdy certainly did not have a good game. It was certainly probably the worst game we've seen him play, but they had a lot of trouble connecting. But on that final drive, they kind of got more together. They got more in sync, and I think we'll see that continue. I imagine it's something that San Francisco is going to work on throughout the week, throughout practice, as they prepare for this game. I do expect this to be a good bounce-back game for San Francisco. A lot of kind of interesting storylines, of course. Kyle Shanahan, Kirk Cousins. Kyle Shanahan talked a lot about it on Thursday and you know all the things he liked in Kirk Cousins, which are all the things that we've seen Kirk Cousins do and what have made him be a solid, successful quarterback in the NFL. You know, this could be one of Kirk Cousins' last game as a Vikings. Like, who knows? As a Viking, they could trade him to a contender because the Vikings have certainly struggled so much this season. But who knows? We got a couple weeks until the trade deadline, and who knows on that? But it's just kind of some interesting storylines to keep an eye on. Ultimately, I do think this is a bounce-back game for San Francisco. This is a game where I think they will play certainly much better than they did. They will not be up against that Browns defense. And it'll, in terms of the playmakers and the offense, it'll certainly determined would be determined by availability i think this could be a very big night for elijah mitchell even if christian mccaffrey is available if he's not 100 percent and they're not using him quite as much kyle shanahan indicated early in the week on monday the conference call after the game on sunday that elijah mitchell you know is the next man up jordan mason sure saw a lot of playing time the other day but kyle shanahan really indicated that it would be Elijah Mitchell. So I imagine we'll see a big game from him. And the biggest ones to keep an eye on in terms of injuries, like I said, Drake Greenlaw, and then, of course, Trent Williams, because you don't have a lot of Trent Williamses in the league. The 49ers certainly do not have another Trent Williams on their offensive line. The offensive line has really done a good job this season, but over at left tackle, they certainly want him to be the guy that's there. Otherwise, I would assume it's Jalen Moore. He is the guy who came in for Trent Williams for a few plays on Sunday while uh, Williams was testing out his ankle. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Uh, My prediction, 
is a 49ers win. I think it will be, I think it's actually going to be like a 31 to 10 game. I just think the offense is really going to be back in business and able to score, you know, against this Vikings defense. And I just think the the Vikings offense is just not, like I said, been able to get much going and there is a turnover issue. So that's what I have now. Let's hear from Matt Sims in what you may have missed with Matt Sims. Matt, welcome back to the show. We had so much fun last week talking all things 49ers. We're going to do a weekly segment, and it's going to be what you may have missed with Matt Sims. So, Matt, you nailed it last week with Jim Schwartz, who gave Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, and the 49ers offense all sorts of fits. This week, that job is up to Brian Flores. Vikings aren't exactly the Browns when it comes to defense, but still stuff to look for. Just to let everybody know, I got so lucky a week ago. Uh, I am by no means a genius. You know, it was like my first trip to Vegas. You know, I was just so <laughs> naive and I got lucky. So, uh, but we'll see if I can uh, can at least help break down a little bit of this game. But yes, Brian Flores, that really is going to be uh, just this key matchup uh, in, in a lot of ways. Can the Minnesota Vikings slow down the San Francisco 49er run game in the least bit. I mean, right now, uh, Minnesota has really struggled to stop the run. They're mm-hmm. giving up about 112, 115 yards per game on the ground. That plays perfectly into San Francisco's hands as far as how they want to manage this football game, whether or not Trent Williams is 100% or not. So the ground game will be extremely important to them. The good thing for 49ers fans, you're playing in a dome this week. So uh-huh. Brock Purdy doesn't have to worry about a wet football. It doesn't have to battle the elements. Should be able to uh, throw the ball uh, very cleanly this weekend. And then, of course, yeah, the big question, you know, that I have for you, Tracy, was really just, you know, how can the 49ers manage some of the injuries that seem to be compiling all at once? And they've been so lucky and, it, and very un-49er-like. They've been so lucky with injuries and yeah. You know, we're very early in the week here. The game is Monday night. I think the extra day and the night game really helps them. Because a few weeks ago, before week three against the Giants, Brandon Ayuk, you know, had this shoulder injury. He missed the game. Kyle Shanahan said after the game, if it had been a Sunday game, because it was a Thursday game, he would have played. So in this particular situation, obviously, different situations, different injuries early in the week to see who is available. But I do think the extra day, the night game helps them, but then there's also travel. There's a lot that goes into it. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's part of football and they're going to have to figure it out. I guess I have one more question for you because 49ers fans, I don't know if you know this, Matt, they tend to be a little dramatic, sometimes (laughs) overreact, just like the teeniest bit. That's probably true of football football fans generally. I'm just so ingrained in this team. Of course. Brock Purdy is just fine. He had a bad game. They all had a bad game. But I actually, I'm of the opinion it was good for him and it was good for all of them. Uh, I think it's great, really, for Brock Purdy uh, as the individual. Uh, the fact that he's been undefeated in the NFL for this long is just absolutely ridiculous and, and, and just a fantastic stat in its own right. Great losses, though, are a great time of reflection, both individually and as a team. I think Kyle Shanahan and the offense learned a lot about themselves and what could be the potential problems for them down the road, you know, when you are making this Super Bowl run. So, you know, having some of those those problems now are a good thing for 49ers fans, you know, and 
let's just face it. There's not going to be a lot of teams out there that are as talented as Cleveland Browns defense that have a, you know, crazy man like Jim Schwartz that's calling against them too. So, um, you know, the one thing that we have to continue to keep an eye on though for this offense, it seems to revolve around Christian McCaffrey very heavily in the pass game, in the run game. So Jordan Mason, you know, can he alleviate some of that pressure? The problem is that Jordan Mason is a little bit more of a, of a pounder of the running ball uh, of the, uh, at the running back position, whereas Christian McCaffrey does a little bit of everything. Christian McCaffrey is extremely brave when he's running between the tackles. That dude just like throws his body in the line every time. So will we see Ray Ray McLeod get involved with some of these speed sweeps, some of these gadget reverses? some of these off-tempo plays in replacement of Debo Samuel. If that's the case, we'll see how those play out. I have to be extremely creative with that because Debo, like Christian, um, you know, his main aspect is his physicality. So can he throw his shoulder in there as aggressively carrying the football the way that he has now that he has this injury? Um, and then still kind of curious to see, don't really see what's listed for Dre Greenlaw and why, you know, he's listed as questionable right now. Um, but that is a huge piece, right, on that defense. If he can't go out there and be 100%, you know, what is what is their answers to that? Because, you know, Fred Warner right now and Dre Greenlaw, they are the Batman and Robin of the linebacking core in the NFL. And I'm not going to say who's Batman and who's Robin, but we just <laughs> know that they're really good at stopping the run and being physical. So can 49ers run the ball efficiently against a team that struggles against it? Trent Williams against Daniil Hunter. How does that affect his health and stopping the sack leader in the NFL currently? Brock Purdy, can the offense develop throwing the football over the middle again like they did? I see this as a game that potentially is a huge Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle type of game offensively. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think even if they are banged up a little bit on the defensive side, uh, they really should have no problem handling the Minnesota Vikings offense because they refuse to run the football and they have a tough time of protecting uh, Kirk Cousins. And they have no Justin Jefferson. So no doubt <laughs> what they're going to do on offense is going to be one of life's great mysteries. And Kevin O'Connell, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Matt, Godspeed, my friend. <laughs> Godspeed. Best of luck to you in prime time of all time. So with everyone watching, no pressure. It's going to be fine. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for, for joining me again this week. We'll talk next week. And uh, We'll see if you're a genius again. I am of the opinion you're actually a genius. I don't think you just got lucky. I think you're actually a genius. Well, well thank you. I really appreciate that because I'm a college dropout, but I seem to be doing okay for myself. So thank you so much, Tracy. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, if you like what you heard, and I know that you did, please make sure to give us the five-star rating and leave us a super positive and nice review. You can follow me on Twitter or X at TracyFGSN, on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. And with that, I will talk to everybody next time. We are brought to you by FIVO. We are brought to you by Bet Online, And I'll talk to everybody next week. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.